Hello and welcome to The Great Beyond, an Is This Good companion pod where we follow up on last week's episode, answer listener questions, and catch up with each other. The person I'm catching up with is, of course, Jason Doyle. Hello. JD, thanks for coming. Oh, I stepped on your line, your oh. famous line. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You think you're the first person to say hello as a... As a <laughs> It's a, a greeting. I just I just saw a uh, a meme or a a short uh, talking about how recent hello is in the vernacular of Go on, English. I'm intrigued. <laughs> well, apparently it was uh, apparently uh, Graham Bell or whoever uh, um, was it Alexander Graham Bell, whoever it was. They yeah, wanted it was AG, to, AGB. Yeah, they wanted they wanted uh, they wanted <laughs> the notorious AGB. <laughs> They wanted the greeting when you answered the telephone to be ahoy. And then, oh, and, uh, somebody convinced him to make it hello, just to be different. I, I don't know why. Ahoy is way more fun. In fact, half the time when it's Rachel calling me, I always say, ahoy, hoy on the phone, um, a la Mr. Burns. Uh, uh-huh. but, Very uh, cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she fucking hates it, too. I don't know why. The more irritated you don't say, uh, you don't say ta. <laughs> no, that's how I end the conversation. TTFN, ta ta. I did. I think I didn't. I say once on the show that if um, if you answer the phone, oh, if someone answers the phone and they say ta, and they're not British, then you you're allowed to just hang up on them. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, that is that a thing? They, who says they say? I've fe- heard people say ta. Like to maybe answer it's the more phone. of a can. Yeah, maybe it's more of a Canadian thing. Really? Especially, I had not experienced it in Quebec, uh, in Montreal growing up, but when I moved to Ontario, I did experience it. So you call somebody up and they go, ta. Oh, yeah. Really? Yes. I have never experienced that. Well, I I pray you don't. (laughs) I pray you don't, good sir. I would 100% Uh, hang up. 100% hang up. uh, Ahoy. You're You're saying that. Everyone was greeting each other. Like, obviously that comes from, I shouldn't say obviously, but I'm guessing that comes from the classic seafaring, you see, you're on the ship, you see someone. That's right. Ahoy, yeah. mateys. Ahoy. But then that was like transferred into the landlubbers. I, Both the seamen and the landlubbers were all saying ahoy. I Honestly, I when you greet somebody in person... I mean, I don't know if there were people were saying hello. I don't even know if this is real. This was like, uh, oh, it was in the context of the this, this song. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime girl. Apparently, mm-hmm. that was like making fun of this new slang of hello. Like, <laughs> according to Come this on. fucking what TikTok that I watched. Ah, this is just me oh, lying you're watching in bed. TikTok, Look at right? what, yeah, you're not but, Hey, did you know this? The, the hello? I don't know. So... <laughs> Speaking of watching TikToks in bed, so one of my friends was in in Montreal. Um, uh, I guess it was. Oh, it would have been for the comedy festival for just for laughs, right. which you were asking me about. I guess you didn't end up going. I didn't end up going. We we're looking. At, uh, we'll get to it, but uh, carry on. Okay. Uh, so there was someone who was doing a live performance, like like on a big outdoor stage, free. Okay. Montreal does a lot of these for the jazz festival, for the comedy festival. There's like you know tens of thousands of people. And he's taking a video from the crowd and he's on the jumbotron. You see someone like run across the stage, like not fully streaked, but shirt off. Okay. And um, uh, I, I, so I wake up in bed and I watch it. And then I see my friend Charles respond, uh, hey, is that Burt Kreischer running across the stage? Yeah. And then I write back, it really looks like Burt Kreischer. And then someone else writes back. Yeah, it's fucking Burt Kreischer. They say it in the video. And I'm like, oh, now we're supposed to be listening to these with sound on? I'm sorry, okay? My girlfriend is sleeping next to me. Yeah. But but haven't we all gotten used to just watching things with no sound? Because there's so many, there's captions everywhere now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, we're missing all this context is what I'm saying. I know. So turn it up. I mean, it'll save me from doing the, the captions on the R shorts that we do. This is the worst part. Well, be, be seeing everything brilliant you've said written there in black and white text, that's the word. To me, that's I, the best part. I just Actually, you did make a you did make a caption mistake in the video we just posted. Yeah, I know. That's okay. That's okay. We're not here to discuss that. <laughs> when, I, when, I read, when I read the mistake, I went, hello! <laughs> Here's the thing, though. 
it's AI creates the captions and then you're just correcting the AI. So if you, I think you'd make less mistakes. I would make less mistakes if I was just manually typing them out, transcribing it myself. Oh, speaking of AI, maybe this is a good time to pitch ahead to something. So last week we talked about how I'm not, I wasn't able to see any of the movies that are part of the discourse now because of the, uh, the actor strike and the writer strike. You can't see a movie in LA right now. Just they're all full. Yeah. So I bought tickets for Oppenheimer Mm -hmm. for not this Friday, next Friday. I've never bought tickets. I bought tickets like 13 days in advance. I've never done that before. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to see that. I'm going to see Barbie tonight. Wow. And I did see Mission Impossible 7 Dead Reckoning, which I know you've seen. So we are going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about that at the very end of the show. Yeah. Uh, just in case you haven't seen it and you don't want spoilers, you can shut it off. But even if you haven't seen it, 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 I, I, it's not going to ruin your appreciation no. of the movie. Oh, and that's why I said speaking of AI, because it's, uh, it's a heavy it, AI movie. Very much so. Very much okay, so. So we will be talking about that. So anyways, ahoy, JD. Ahoy, man. Uh, did anything <laughs> good or not good happen to you this week? Well, you mentioned the Montreal Jazz Festival and me asking you, ab- not the Jazz Festival, the <laughs> Just for Last Festival. Uh, and I had asked you- Didn't realize you were such a Dave Ooh. Brubeck guy. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Kubrick? <laughs> Dave Hubrick? Uh I asked you weeks ago about the uh, the comedy festival in just yeah. for last festival in Montreal uh-huh. because uh, Lincoln and I were going to go because not to the festival but to look at schools and this is the good mm. thing that happened and it's not it's a it's a bittersweet thing because my son my oldest son turned seventeen this week seventeen years old. He's six months yeah, older the than age of seventeen. <laughs> yeah, is he listening to that song a lot? <laughs> the day before he turned seventeen. <laughs> no, I, don't know, I don't know if he's ever heard that song. To be honest, uh, well, it's too late for him now. He's already he seventeen. He's already there. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna look at call it like McGill, your alma mm-hmm. mater, uh, Concordia, mm-hmm. uh, go but, Stingers. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Stingers, really? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, that that trip got posed. Uh, pushed to thanksgiving got, so, got post malone got post malone yeah so i mean that's the big thing the, the big thing this week was uh my my little baby my little guy yeah he's taller than me and he's going to college next year and it's uh freaking me out so are, are, are you eventually is he interested in canadian school still you're still gonna go uh, we, yeah, in uh, Thanksgiving, we're going to look at some Canadian schools. But uh, he's also, I mean, he's looking at Georgia schools as well. Okay. So. Are, like, if, are you going to put your finger on the scale at all? Not, not at all. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Now, Rachel, <laughs> that's mean, another story. That's a whole other thing. Well, where, where, did the, where does the family want him to go if you had your brothers? <laughs> I mean, the, the best... The best scenario would be, uh, and I don't want to jinx anything for him, but uh, he's got his eye on Georgia Tech. Um, oh, okay. Tough to get in, um, yeah. but he's got pretty. He got he had a really good SAT score or SAT they call it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's got decent marks. So you never know. Um, and it's in town, right? Like that's it's a great school. He'd still be eligible. It's, I think it's he'd still there's scholarships and stuff involved, but he has to be in Georgia. So. It's Georgia Tech. He does. He's not interested in Georgia State, which is also in the in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, UGA is in Athens, also very hard to get into. They have this thing here called this Hope Scholarship. I don't know if you've heard of it, but any student that gets above a certain grade point average, they get subs- heavily subsidized if they go to a state school. So mm-hmm. it is very hard to get into Georgia schools. Um, but again, we'll see. So Georgia Tech would be the number one. Even if he went and lived on campus, we'd see him every weekend kind of thing. And then for me, if he doesn't go there. Would he want to see you? Exactly. I'd like to think so. Well, does it? Yeah, that's my question. Like, do you feel like he wants to go away and and really chart his own course? Oh, yes. Yes, he does. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So then... So then why not UGA? I mean, obviously very different than Georgia Tech. Like one is a giant state school where yeah. like football is king and, mm-hmm. you know, small town life kind of thing. And Georgia Tech is like right across from Turner Broadcasting where we used to work. And it's right next to a highway. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
And those are the only two things about it. I don't know why it's so popular. (laughs) (laughs) Their brochure is just a picture of the highway with every race imaginable on the highway. That's right. And uh, and then a picture of the Turner campus with like our poster up when it was up there from... (laughs) That's right. <laughs> 2016. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, UGA is definitely in the mix. Uh, but again, it's very hard to get into. But so is Georgia Tech. I don't know. All of these schools are hard to get into these days. And uh, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of him going back to Toronto, you know, living in the city. I think you'd get like a more of a, a city feel if he's in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And we have family there still. And uh, that would be an easy, an easy thing. Plus... A little easier on the pocketbook, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah, uh, let's go to Canada, Lincoln. Honestly, yeah. I think I think you're gonna really like. It. I think you're gonna reconnect with your homeland. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be walking through the streets. He's gonna be <laughs> handing over his ID at a bar, and people are gonna be like, "You ain't related to <laughs> Terrence Jason Doyle, are you?" People happen. talk like that in Toronto. Yeah, they, actually, they'd be like, "Oh, sorry." Uh, <laughs> So sorry to disturb you, mister, but uh, you wouldn't happen to be related to the old Doyle clan, would you, from uh, down there on the east side near Degrassi Street? You'd be like, why, yes. <laughs> and you would be, yes, and of course, the second he crosses the border and his passport gets stamps, he'd be like, why, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, no, wait, now I went back into my, my accent work is not, not the strongest. All right, anyways, so... We're, we're putting this under the not good category. Not good. You it's didn't get to good. go to the comedy festival. Yeah. You're sad about your baby leaving the nest. Yeah. yeah. It's, go, it's going by too fast. This week has been like a, a retrospective week. We we interviewed uh, our man Cam Stewart yesterday. That's coming out on uh, Monday. Oh, way to let the cat out of the bag, well, JD. You, you already did on the Discord, didn't you? The Discord is for the peahounds. Oh, they get behind-the-scenes the information. You are going to tell them by the end of this anyway. Yeah, I was going to tell everyone by the end of this <laughs> podcast. Don't worry. But that was a blast from the past. We had uh, Larry, our camera, our beloved camera person uh, from the starters days uh, on No Bunts this week. And he was weaving tales of working at Wendy's and coming up through the ranks in the camera, uh, the camera op world. It's just... You know, it's been a lot of, it's been a very retrospective week looking back and getting all melancholy. So, a, a lot of nostalgia. A lot of nostalgia. We're actually going to, I have a question about nostalgia for you, but it's towards the end of the show. Okay. Right after I tell you that Camp Stewart's going to be on next week. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, all right. Well, uh, besides seeing a movie yeah. and then buying tickets for other movies that's that's barely all i've had time for this week that's a full-time job right now oh what's going on over there um well i did get new internet this week. okay i you look much to your you're thrilled Mm. um all i want to say about it is you know you have that option to get self-install where they'll just mail you the router yes or you can select uh, a service call and that's more money obviously right so i figure 41 years old. At this point, I think I can connect a router. Though I was concerned because I've just been used to there being a router that is the Wi-Fi router. The modem and the Wi-Fi router is one box. Yeah. Uh, The good people at Spectrum Communications, they've got a modem box and a Wi-Fi router box. Yeah. So you got uh, two. Okay, but I was like, I feel like I could still do this. You do have a degree in radio and television arts. Yeah, well, do I have a degree in internet, J.D.? The internet didn't exist. Uh, pretty sure it did, but go on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yes, Al Gore's ARPANET was up and running since the late seventies, but uh, I wasn't privy to that. I, I wasn't. I wasn't read into those confidential communications. Anyway, so I had the show uh, where you were yelling at me, "Get better internet! Your internet at your girlfriend's place sucks." Yeah. So I was getting it just in time for a show. I get it. And I'm like, okay, I read the instructions quickly. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do the show. JD's going to be so proud of me. I look around. What do you think? Something's amiss. Hmm. This is cable internet. Yes. No cable. And there's no cable in this apartment. (laughs) There's no cable. I've I've lived in probably 20. No, that's an exaggeration. But I've probably lived in 10 apartments in my lifetime. I never once had this issue where there's no coaxial cable. St- that's now that's how you could tell I studied television. Yeah, yeah. 
coaxial cable. Kids, in the biz, we call it a coax, okay? Don't say the eel cable. Just say, there's no coax here. As I said to the guy when he came, he was very impressed. Oh, so so somebody had to come. Well, okay, so I go, well, there's no cable here. So I say, Jill, can you text the landlord and say, where's the coax? Uh, and he writes back, I don't know. How so old is the building? To... What is it? Was Gen Z building over there? Like, uh, yeah, this, this building's bussing JD. Wow. No cap. <laughs> so Gen Z, it's Gen Z construction. Wow. It cut the cord uh, early over there. It, it is new. It, I think what it is, is like, um, a flip. So there's like four small, uh, little bungalows, kind of similar to my last property, but laid out differently. And I think they flipped them. Okay. So, there's no cable, so I, I don't know. They might have forgot to install the cable, and so or they I didn't have to bother. That's probably the yeah. They figured the no one wants cable. Yeah, well, there's no worth. It's not worth it. No. So call the guy. The guy comes, and this is just my my little observation: is that when you are the guy that comes to install the internet at someone's house, it's like a real feast or famine. Like they're walking in. Half the time, it's like an old lady being like. I don't know how to plug in the router, you know, and it's just like literally a guy putting a plug into a wall. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, my job here is done. (laughs) Or in my case, when he walks in, I say, he's like, okay, where's the box? I'll just install it. I'm like, yeah, man, there's no coax. He goes, there's no coax. I go, there's no coax. He's like, you're telling me there's no coax here? It's like, because I could smell coax. No. <laughs> Imagine he could smell it. He's got a black light out looking for the coax. It's like, <laughs> I could smell the remnants of Comedy Central in the air. And <laughs> MTV2. Uh, so he, like, of course, doesn't believe me. He looks around and he's like, oh, there's no coax. And then he, he does a deep sigh. A sigh so deep that it was just he, as if he was saying to me, you sure you want internet? <laughs> I'm like, because now he's got to go to the trunk, get a ladder, figure out where there is a cable some, uh, you know, somewhere near these apartments, mm-hmm. drag it through, set up the ladder in another place, drag it through, staple it to the wall outside. Then he's like, can I drill through the wall of this house? I'm like, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So like, you want to talk to the landlord? I'm like, no, landlord didn't seem to give a shit fucking now the guy's drilling through the wall he's coming anyway like it's just crazy that that's the same price like just plugging it in yeah and and bringing a cable from 50 yards away that's the the same that's the same price that's exactly and that's what he's getting he's getting paid the same either way probably so that there's his afternoon gone gone that's a major construction job now that's what i'm saying it's like you have to be good at both internet <laughs> and like <laughs> manual labor i mean it's to me it seems like like just parking the thing like park being able to having to park your truck everywhere yeah and there's no space and it just seems like a high stress job yeah but I, I think i would say that most of the time it's the old lady scenario where yes, he shows up probably. he plugs it in see you later makes his whatever it is 50 100 bucks and he's on to the yeah, next well one. Most places got coax. Exactly. And you don't even have like, like the movie Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. Remember where they, you know, he sort of like falls in love with Matthew Broderick, basically. Yes. <laughs> because, and I think the quid pro quo is that he gave Matthew Broderick like free channels, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And so he, like Matthew Broderick, felt like a little bit in debt to him. Right. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. Nah. I kind of was like, remember the old days when I people would tell you, you know, if the Cable Guy comes, if you slip him a fifty, he'll give you Cinemax. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever do that? Never. Never, ever. Yeah. I never I didn't had have the balls, balls to. Yeah. Uh, oh, and this is a very random question that I'm sorry. I was just reminded. I wanted to ask you this. You know how I chew gum a lot, right? Sure. Same. Okay. I love gum. You love it. Underrated, honestly. <laughs> I, I, did I say this on the... I can't remember what's real life or not, but I was at a friend's house. Well, this house. is real life. Yeah. No, I know, but... Did I say this on the show before? But I was at a friend's, an adult friend's house. Mm. Not that I have a lot of kids' friends, mm. kid friends. <laughs> and I was like, uh, hey, where's your garbage? Because I want to spit my gum out. And she was like, you chew gum? Like, I'm like, yeah. What, what, we can't enjoy anything anymore. <laughs> like, as if it was like 
I mean, it wasn't a negative thing. It was just like, ah, I did not know that about you. And I was like, how is that a character trait? It's not a thing. You know? Well, like, you're like, what do you want me to swallow it, lady? <laughs> and then a gum tree is going to grow inside of me? As the legend goes. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, wow, a grown man that chews gum. And it's just like, yeah, I guess. I mean, never thought of it before. Anyways. Okay, here's how she should have reacted. Tell me that you uh, want to spit out your gum. Hey, uh, throw out your gum. Uh, where's your garbage? I just want to uh, spit out my gum real quick. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> now, what kind of gum do you chew? You go blister pack. Oh. You go sort of more of a, a go gum, a high intensity mint, a midnight, uh, almost like an anise licorice flavor. That's a a burst of fresh breath. You go and so for a more leisurely chew, my friend. Mm. A juicy fruit. Uh, are you a are you a cinnamon cat? Are you that crazy? Mm. You like the burn? Yeah. You like the cocaine of gum? Only on the holidays does the cinnamon get broken up. But most of the time, I'm uh, the strongest possible. Like the fisherman's yeah, friends of gum. Like that's what right. I want. Yeah. 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 Me too. Uh, okay, so here's my question. In a blister pack, which I'm assuming that's what you buy, because that's typically where the strongest gum. Because you know, they got to seal that up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't just, can't just have that leaking out. <laughs> That's right. Uh, how do you take out a piece of gum from the pack? Okay, from a blister pack, I will... Yeah, is this a trick question? No, it's not. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get judged again, like I was judged for chewing gum in the first place. I would, uh, I've already established I would never do that to you. I, space. I, press, I press it from the blister. So the gum is Okay, yeah, is I'm actually more out. saying, like... Where are you taking the f- the first piece from? The front or the back? What's the difference? It's well, are you pulling sides. it up or are you pushing it through? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I think I'm pulling it out because most of the time it's I, I do the maneuver while it's still in my pocket. You know what I mean? So I'll okay, so you're pulling it. Pull it okay, out. so that's I'll the first it. piece. Yeah. Now let's say the next day you go mm-hmm. back for another sweet treat. <laughs> Yeah. Where are you taking the next piece it's from? It's got to be the one right next to it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. See, I knew we were aligned. <laughs> if uh, it isn't, then it's every, the whole thing is thrown off. Like it, I, it I is, agree. Yeah. I, I, agree. I can't handle having it, you know, missing pieces and just moving towards the center. It's like squeezing yeah. a tube of toothpaste in the middle of it instead of the, the bottom. Yeah. I think the only acceptable debate is pull up or push through. That's like your hang the toilet paper in the front, hang the toilet right. paper in the back. But what, what Jill's doing, because okay. I have given her what, you know, I think you will recognize as quite an honor. When she has her purse oh. and I don't have pockets she, space. Is she carrying that gum? She is the keeper of the chew. Wow. Jill. Yeah. This is for Jill. Congratulations, yeah. Jill. Congratulations. The amount of trust I have in this woman. It's, it's astounding. Incredible. But then she betrayed me because I asked for a piece <laughs> of gum that I bought. Yeah. And but, it, but she's carrying. She pulled she's the caring. thing out. She pulled the thing out. That thing fucking looked like Swiss cheese, man. <laughs> oh, she's just taken from the middle? Like, just. She's, ta- she's taken hither and dither. <laughs> like, from the middle, then the end, then the other uh. side. Uh, like what, what? Why? What, what's the purpose of this? She's like, "Why well, just pull it out and then wherever my fingers go, I." T- <laughs> We're trying to live in a society. <laughs> Anyways, I think what I what I realized, and actually, this wouldn't have worked out given that I am with Jill and uh, we're very happy together. First date test: mm. you give her, a, you give the girl a pack of gum from the blister, right? And if she pulls from the middle of the pack. That's it. You're not going on a second date. Oh, God, no. No. Her, now, it, thankfully, I didn't do that. Well, how chaotic is your life? Because it sounds like you're in for some chaos over there. Mm. <laughs> you got uh, a deaf, uh, blind dogs. You got, you yeah, got, I got a deaf, deaf cats. Dog. And... Deaf dog, deaf cat, <laughs> and then one cat that can hear but is uh, a recluse. I was just saying last night, this cat's life would be better I mean, I, you know, knock on wood, this cat's life would be better if it was deaf because it's the most skittish cat. Oh, really? So it, uh, yeah. It's skittish from Jill, who's owned the cat since it was a kid. 
It's like we walk in the door. It's like, oh, fuck. And then even if like fine, like who knows who's coming through the door. But like if I go to the bathroom yeah. and she is like walking between the couch and the litter box and I come out of the bathroom, she'll go and like run under something. I'm like, babe. Yeah. It's just me. Well, to be fair to the cat, you're you're describing the relationship I have with my wife because every time I walk into a room, I scare the shit out of her somehow, which is great you, and are hilarious. Are you saying boo? Not very often, but sometimes I will sidle up on purpose to to scare the shit out of her. But yeah, she's very easily startled. So uh, well, speaking of your precious TikToks that you love watching, this is like a whole genre, like. A uh, husband and wife pranking each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get divorced, so we're not. No, we're I know. I'm like, that. I look at all these people. I'm just like, <laughs> so the prank is that you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And we've talked about pranks on the show before. We don't need to talk about pranks. <laughs> Some quick housekeeping. Join our Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/is this good? We did have our Patreon live stream hangout last Thursday. It was a banger, indeed. I mean, the thing that sticks out in my mind is Young Pep Dash. True to his word, drank two two-liter bottles of soda. Again, two two-liter bottles of soda. I yeah. did not stutter. That is four liters of soda <laughs> in an hour. And you might think, like, why? Like, oh, he chugged it? No. I, I Somehow he was just, like, drinking at a regular pace. Yeah. And talking at times. Yep. And he- yet he <laughs> drank four liters of bubbly soda. And, and he wasn't muted, and we weren't hearing him burp. No. Uh, his his camera did go off though a couple of times I think to uh, makes oh, so make some there's room. There's missing footage here. There's some <laughs> deleted Mar-a-Lago scenes no, here. I I am not questioning his integrity whatsoever, except to say, and I think he admitted it uh, on the stream that he he took a couple of pee breaks. That's all. Oh, he took a couple of pee breaks. God, wow. Yeah. <laughs> if I wasn't hosting it, I would have taken two to three pee breaks during that. And JD JD was not as drunk in this one as he no. was in the last one. No, no, but far more entertaining. And we, far you know, more entertaining. And we, we had some weird secrets revealed, so that was only for the peahounds, so I, I, I revealed... Honestly, I don't, was I there? I don't even know what you're saying. I revealed <laughs> what Trey and I were fighting about that night in Vegas. Oh, yes, and, yes, 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 uh, yes, yes, yes. There were yes, a couple yes, of yes. other little tidbits uh, dropped mm-hmm. for, uh, mm-hmm. for our precious peahounds. Our precious peahounds. Uh, and speaking of our precious peahounds... We started Furry Furry Fridays in the Discord. Yes. And so basically it's just came up with this idea on the Hangout. Anyone that's a peahound can join this if you're in the Discord, which anyone can be. You just, uh, there's a new channel and you just post a picture of your pet. Yeah. On Friday. And it was a great success. You posted a picture of you with two giant dogs (laughs) on top of you. And I was wondering how hard was it for you to take that picture? Not uh, from a wrangling the dog's point of view or fitting the dog's on the couch point of view, but of you touching your hated uh, dog, Cosmo. Oh, I was very annoyed that Cosmo was there. That picture was taken by Rachel, who is also uh-huh. a peahound, and she posted that po- photo. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I, love, I love my one dog, who she brings out the best of me. That's, that's Hazel, and then... Mm-hmm. Cosmo brings out the worst of me, but the, the they they were asking for pictures of Cosmo, so I posted one, and then they were both on me. Like it was like that scene in ET when ET is hiding amongst the stuffed animals, mm. and I was ET, and then they are the animals <laughs> around. That's what it looks like. Uh, it was very cute. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, and go to isthisgoodpod.com if you want to get some merch. Summertime. People are out in t-shirts. Still my best the shirt. Only four, these are only four day weeks you can wear a t-shirt. We all know that. Okay? <laughs> so this is the time to buy it. Uh, send me emails. Is this good pod at gmail.com. Could always use some good emails, some good topics, some good settle this is. Anything you want. Actually, someone sent me an email and, and gave me an idea. Maybe I'm going to tell you this now so I don't forget because this is in December. So this person uh, said that over they had a lot of is this good style topics because when it gets close to christmas the whole year they collect a list of grievances okay and then at christmas they send them out to family and friends and he was like oh so that's why i have so many so i'm just going to send you a bunch of them and i was like you know what? that's a good idea we should get when it comes to december we should get everyone to email in 
their you know biggest grievance of the year or whatever, just any grievance they've had. Sure. And that'll be the theme of the episode. We'll just go through people's grievances and then we'll <laughs> discuss like, well, is this actually bad or right. is it good? Or I like it. You know, yeah, yeah. How aggrieved should these people be? Right. The, is that uh, the, is that that's Festivus, right? Yeah, that's the Festivus. airing of grievances. And I will, I will, I will credit the person that. Well, see, they didn't really give me the idea. Do I still need to credit them? Oh, you know. What do you think? That's the. They inspired the idea. They were my muse. Okay. That's. Uh, but the problem is, I don't have that name in front of me because yeah. I wasn't. Well, we'll credit them when it. we do the episode. Yeah, yeah. So they'll wait uh, six months for that. So, that's great. <laughs> five months now, I guess. It's August. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, that is it for housekeeping. So, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The first thing I wanted to talk to you about is this story caught my eye. It dovetails with a lot of our interests. Mm-hmm. This is the headline. <laughs> Lotto Sucking winner and fucking won... those interests? Uh, no, it could be about shitting and pissing, JD. You're right, you're right. Carry on. <laughs> uh, all right, so this is the headline. Lotto winner who won almost $200 million a decade ago angers neighbors by planning another celebratory festival. So this was, uh, so, uh, you know, it was like, a nut- oh, so this implies they've had this celebratory festival before. So it's these, this couple, Adrian and Jillian Bayford. This yeah. is in the UK. Yeah. Or, yeah, somewhere in England. Yeah. They sure. won about $188 million, uh, in a lotto in 2012, and they hosted a mini Glastonbury festival in their backyard to celebrate. By the way, their backyard. You see, this is an estate, okay? Yeah. It's a giant thing. They called the Cambridge Rock Festival, previously known as the Rockin' Beer Fest. Rockin' Beer Fest, one word. What is this, in Germany? Uh, <laughs> it takes place on their estate in Cambridgeshire. Could this story get any more fucking British? Yeah, I know, right? Mini Glastonbury, Cambridgeshire. <laughs> Rockin' Beer Fest. All right. So here's the problem. The locals, and you got to figure, like, this is a real King Ralph situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. You know, what, you totally. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, was that John uh, Goodman? Yeah, a yeah. very timely reference. <laughs> So, uh, sort of an, uh, maybe people from a different class, perhaps a bit uncouth to the aristocracy. Yeah, it's uh, buying new, this new giant money. estate. It's new money. Yeah, new money. New money. So, people were pissed about the intolerable levels of noise and severe disturbance of peace. Uh, <laughs> but it is a, a headline now because they were having trouble with the permitting, but they got the permitting. The festival is a go. Uh, I For- just want you to help. <laughs> Well, sorry, would you go ahead? It's a go for 2024. It's a go for 2024, yeah. Right. We'll have to wait. So, we, you know, speaking of which, I just saw a headline like, Taylor Swift continues Eras tour in Toronto. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize she was going to Toronto. That's so cool. And it was like in November. I was like, God damn, that's soon. That's so exciting for the... She's playing like... <laughs> I think she's playing like four... No, I think she's playing six shows. Is that really? possible? I mean, it's definitely possible. <laughs> When you're Taylor Swift, anything is possible. Uh, I just text. Oh yeah, six nights. Anyways, it turns out that's 2024. Wow. Yeah. So okay. you could have your choice. You could go see Taylor Swift in Toronto, or you could go to the Rock and Beer Fest in Cambridgeshire. <laughs> I would 100 percent rather go. No offense to the Swifties out there. I don't want to get them on us, but I'd rather go to Rock and Beer Fest. 100%. Okay. Help me deconstruct this sentence in the article. Okay. The event offers a pay-what-you-can-afford full festival ticket starting at $165 U.S. Yeah. The event offers a pay-what-you-can-afford full <laughs> festival ticket starting at $165 U.S. Right. <laughs> I read the same thing, and I was like, what is, what is this? It May- reminds me of, like, we went I, when we once went on a, on a school trip, and we were at this gag store. It's like a Spencer's Gifts type thing, and there was a yeah. card, you know, at the impulse section at the front of the store. Mm-hmm. And it said, this is an idiot card. Uh, turn over to read more. And then you turned it over, and it said, this is an idiot card. Turn over to read more. Right. The idea being that you're so stupid, you keep flipping back and forth. <laughs> going, well, no, we're almost trying to read more. Okay, again, 
The event offers a pay-what-you-can-afford full festival ticket starting at... If it's pay-what-you-can-afford, how does it start at $165? Yeah. Uh, I I take that to mean that that's the minimum you can pay. If that's all you can afford, then you can pay the minimum, but please pay us more, I guess. Then you shouldn't call it pay-what-you-can-afford. And if you've won $108 million... How the fuck are you charging $165 to see right? yeah. bands in your backyard? There's no names either. There's it's They're just bands. They're bar bands yeah. from what I can tell. Yeah. Get out of here. These people, like he's trying to make money on it? Well, they're probably trying to, you know. I guess they are trying to make money because I'm looking at a picture here and there's like food tra- food stalls like a burger bar. and uh, Yeah, it looks like a real thing. Yeah. So, so, so they're like, yeah, he's not catering it. Let's put it that mm-mm. way. He's not, it doesn't not. even sound like he's subsidizing it. I just Because again, he's not hiring like Frank Ocean, which exactly. after Coachella debacle mean, maybe <laughs> you don't want to. Oh, Jesus. Speaking of getting Taylor Swift fans angry, I mean, getting Frank Ocean fans angry, that, that might be oh, worse. Oh, are they worse, really? Well, they're, they're sort of, there's less of them, but they're all more intense in a way well, so what Anyways. happened with frank ocean he went over the we're not you know, i don't want to talk well, you want to talk about coachella jd well i don't know i thought i, I just that wanna... happened months ago <laughs> i want to talk to you about a festival in cambridge okay, okay okay not the festival in california <laughs> that everybody knows that hosts the biggest names in rock and pop music right okay so my question is <laughs> What if you were starting your own festival in your backyard? Mm-hmm. What would you want to have at it? I don't know, like if you want to go specific bands or just a general vibes. What would you have at it? Well, I would have getting back to our conversation with Trey from uh, this week's episode that dropped on Monday. I'd have cover bands, like one one hit one, like. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like the Yacht Rock guys or yep. uh, Neon Queen, they're a, they're a local ABBA tribute band. So it's all tribute bands. That's so the interesting you time. say that. A friend of ours here just went on tour. They're trying to get into the music industry, right? Okay. And they just went on tour with Faba. Oh, Faba. <laughs> an ABBA an ABBA cover band from uh-huh. the UK. Apparently, they're really good. Did a big. Pacific Northwest Swing. Really? So if Fab is coming to your town, you should see them. Honestly, it looks really good. I don't, I don't know, know if how... they're allowed in this town because Neon Queen is the Atlanta. Well, why would you call your cover band of ABBA the name of another popular band? I mean... Neon Queen? Queen. Oh, Queen. Right. Right. Yeah, it's... Yeah. That's their, that's their second biggest problem. Their first biggest problem is their, <laughs> their, their version of Winner Takes It All is awful. But other than, other than that, they're great. Why are you giving them so much pub? Faba kills winner takes it. Fuck it, I didn't know about Faba. Send them. Yeah, and they're from the they're from the UK. So that's way closer to Sweden. You're right. You're absolutely right. Than than Georgia. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think that is a good idea because if you can't afford to get mainstream acts, yeah, yeah, get cover bands. Just make it fun. Totally. That's all people want is to s- sing and hang out. Yeah. I mean, though, for 165 bucks. I ain't, I ain't paying to hang out in your backyard and listen to... <laughs> listen to Faba? <laughs> listen to... Well, no, Faba was worth 165 Okay. My, my only request to this fella would be, let me use the bathroom inside the estate, inside your house. <laughs> For $165, I shouldn't have to use a porta potty Yeah. By the way, you know, this would be a private event. <laughs> like, I'm not... No strangers are coming to this. Like, right, right. No tickets, no strangers. No, yeah, exactly. It's just friends, friends and family. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, really, this is what is. I mean, so if I go to someone's wedding and they have a tent in their backyard, you know, sometimes people do that. Yeah. And they have a band, a wedding band. Yeah. Can they say they had a music festival in their house? Absolutely not. They can say they had a wedding at their house. And generally, those people are letting you use the bathroom inside the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So this festival fucking sucks. Well, anyways, I'm about to blow. I'm about to blow your mind. I'm about to fucking blow the whole roof off this very news story that we're talking about. Because I was reading the story. The first place I saw it was the New York Post. Yeah. And as I was 
prepping for the show, I kind of was like, wait, why am I reading about a UK story in an American newspaper? Yeah, fair. UK, the UK press is famously insane. So mm-hmm. I'm sure like they'll have interviews with like his fancy neighbors that are pissed off at him because the sound's too loud, right? So I just Google his name. All right. First story that comes up is from The Sun, okay. the venerable, sure. uh, you know. One of the original tablet. Okay, this is the headline, okay? Inside the tragic story of Euro Millions couple who won 148 million pounds before devastating twist. Are you intrigued? I am. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not really that funny. But anyways, <laughs> here we go. So the first part's okay. So let me guess. Hold on, let me guess. Okay, they yeah, lost yeah. all the money. You'll never be able to guess. They, <laughs> they, you will, I promise you, <laughs> you will never be able to guess. Okay, well, this, this is my guess. They blew all the money. They have their, uh-huh. they, they, they bought their, their estate. They have a helicopter, I see, in this New York Post uh, article. Mm-hmm. And they're out of money. So they're, they're, this is, they actually need the money. That's why they're running this festival. Oh, interesting. They're, they're trying to raise funds through this <laughs> music right. festival. Uh, no. No, that's not. Okay, here we go. So there's three twists. First one, not much of a twist. 15 months after they win, they separate. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Which this, the New York Post story shows pictures of the couple together. Yeah, so they're, it's like, they're, they're kissing in the photo I'm looking at. I know. Right it's now. almost like they didn't do the reporting. What? The New York Post? So this woman, <laughs> Jillian, separates from her husband. Yeah. She marries Brian. Why is this of note? Brian is a convicted fraudster. He was locked up six years ago for stealing thousands from Tesco, the uh, whatever it's, yeah, a it's like a British uh, supermarket uh, chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was he was putting through fake customer refunds. Okay. Okay. Jillian knows about this. They asked her, "Did you make him sign a prenup? Because considering he's a fraudster, she said oh that's none of your business." Quote. <laughs> I'm going to read it in what I think Jillian's voice is. Okay. It was six years ago, and he's been punished for being silly. He's <laughs> <laughs> being silly. He's convicted fraudster. Yeah. I think he went to jail. I don't think you can call that silly. How, but anyway. how silly? You went to jail for defrauding Tesco. Oh, you, th- you think that <laughs> the, his defense in court was like, the, the barrister was like, Your Honor, he was merely being cheeky. <laughs> Totally. And then the defense was like, cheeky? I think it was more silly. <laughs> all right, that's a lost fucking Monty Python sketch that got cut for time. Anyway, all right, so that's one part of the weird. So they get separated. Mm-hmm. She marries a fraudster, Doesn't clearly didn't make him sign a prenup, so I don't think that's going to end well. Here's the not funny part. He, I think, gets broken up with four times, tries to sell the house, can't sell the house, and again, you saw from the pictures, this giant property, it's right? It's sprawling. It's, okay. it's ridiculous. Again, lose your smile. This is the not funny part. Okay. The couple's, I'm reading quote here. The couple's misery didn't end there as their son was left fighting for his life after a horrific quad bike accident. Ugh. The son revealed that in September 2021, then 13-year-old Cameron had been hit by a car. Okay. Uh, this long pauses for an effect had been hit by a car driven by his sister. I'm not <laughs> I told laughing. told you it's I'm not, not funny. <laughs> the sister, get, keep in mind, the, the kid driving the quad bike is 13 years old, hit by a car driven by his sister who's 15 years old who did not have a license to drive mm. because you don't need a license, apparently, to drive on a private land. Right. So she was driving a car on private lands, like, I guess, I don't know, practicing, whatever, hits her brother, who's driving, a, like, a four-wheeler. Right. And now they're throwing a music festival. <laughs> Buy your tickets now. 165 <laughs> Pay what you can. But if you can't pay 165 then we don't want you here. Even Wait. though I have $180 million, <laughs> so you is pay the, 165 Is the, the kid, is he alive? Like, did he survive? Yeah. The, yeah. I think so. But also, is this the time to be throwing a celebratory music festival? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. So it just goes to show you. It's like you find something that you're like, oh, this is a quirky little story. You you scratch like one little bit beneath the surface and it's like, it stinks. Stinks to high heaven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now 
has you changed your mind? Are you willing to go see Taylor Swift in Toronto? A ticket that you certainly could not get, and even if you did, would cost you probably twenty five hundred dollars. You think it would tickets. cost that much? Twenty five hundred. Yes, bucks? if you on the secondary market, yes. Canadian C A D. Yeah. Now you're getting a thirty percent discount using the Almighty American Greenback. True. Yeah, I, I guess I'm going to. I don't want to support this festival anymore, so I'm uh, I'm in on Swift. Okay, now if they do, if they book Faba, whole other story. That's a the completely different scenario. Okay, I will keep checking back to see if they <laughs> book Faba. Uh, all right, comment of the week. Uh, so here's where the nostalgia kicks in, JD. We talked mm-hmm. about bathroom books. People went nuts. People were like, bathroom. I, I mean, I haven't seen a bathroom book in years. Yeah. Daniel Babylon wrote a comment, and he said. I miss them so much. Even after I had grown up, the feeling of taking a dump while reading a comic book? Unparalleled. Bring back comic books in all bathrooms. I'll gladly stop scrolling on my phone. P.S. I'm currently tweeting from the bathroom. Uh, so it's like, you know, we always hear about like all, all this 90s nostalgia. It's like people are like, oh, Blockbuster. Oh, remember renting films? Uh, no fear t-shirts or co-ed naked t-shirts or right. oh remember when we used to make mixtapes but you never hear about bathroom books and yeah. i think it's time we add them to the list of 90s nostalgia totally 100 percent. yeah but you mean it's really easy to bring them back just put a book in your bathroom or a magazine in your bathroom it's right? that easy it is that easy right you know what's hard to do start a blockbuster <laughs> that's hard you buy land you gotta <laughs> Buy the sign. You got to buy all the all those VHS videos. tapes. Yeah, uh, you got to buy fifteen copies of Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> but book in a bathroom. We all have books in our house. We're just keeping them in the wrong place. Exactly. It's as if in thirty years from now, all the bookshelves were full of toilet paper, and then someone goes on a podcast <laughs> like, "Remember when we used to keep toilet paper in the bathroom?" That's what it'd be like. Yeah. Don't stop to think about that, okay? Just plow through. <laughs> Doesn't really make any sense. Um, remember we came up uh, with an idea on the show of a bathroom books, a bathroom book with poops in it, yeah. like different kind of poops, yeah. and then you could check them off. Mm-hmm. And then it be- that became uh, the Pokemon bathroom book, Gotta Flush Them All. Yeah. So Shaggy Bones uh, commented on YouTube and said, a bathroom book that's only pictures of poop already exists and it was gifted to my family it's titled what is your poo telling you it's sketches but still so i guess we can't we can't we're not getting that book deal (laughs) and i don't know what my poo's i don't want to know what my poo's telling me yeah but my poo's telling me you're doing a great job man yeah it's it's informative though because you could look right in the toilet and uh you know if there's something happening you just you got a Something reference book happening. right there. I don't know what's happening. There's not never anything happening. <laughs> Hopefully, not there, there's work. either I ate an entire extra large meat lovers by myself. I don't need my I don't need the toilet to tell me that. Do you I have when you take a dump? Do you have like uh, oh yep that's the meat lovers right there. Like do you have that sort of connection? The, that bodily awareness that mind, body where it goes in what what come what goes in is coming out and you can you can identify it as it's coming out like is that something this that... is disgusting even for me jd okay you're, you're disgusting i mean sometimes sometimes oh, okay. there's certain things we all know yeah yeah things still there. it's like oh they, I've... nevertheless they persisted <laughs> nevertheless they persist. Eh, no, you know, never mind. Yes, yeah, no, I like I, it. No, no, I no, no, there's something there. I bailed. There's something. No, there's nothing there. there there's is nothing absolutely there. Absolutely something. There is. <laughs> I promise you, sir. There is nothing there. I was going to ask you: uh, Is there anything from the '90s you're nostalgic for? Like that's maybe a little bit off the board. That's not mixtapes and blockbusters. I mean, I I did like the '90s. I will say that. Oh, uh, disposable cameras. <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah. Those are kind of coming back, though. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like... Uh, retro. It's re- yeah, retro. Yeah, it's a little kitchy. retro. Okay. Like, We're- even uh, like Polaroids are back. Okay, well, I, well, in the 90s, actually, Polaroids tried to make a comeback. They had a little mini, mini Polaroids. Yeah. Remember that? That's what's big right now. That's what's big, the small, the smallies. Why? 
Why are they small? <laughs> Why are they kind of trying? Like, come back. I don't understand. <laughs> well, because I guess the instant gratification. Like, I was just at a wedding where they had a camera and you could take pictures. And then the couple kept them and put them in a scrapbook. Right. Put it at the bottom of a drawer, never to be looked at again. <laughs> Actually, what was funny, we kept, we took a picture of ourselves. Yeah. And then we were like, God damn it, this picture is good. We should probably keep this one. <laughs> so we pocketed that one. A little mini Polaroid. A, yeah, a little mini Polaroid. Okay. Took another picture. Because, I mean, it's not like we're ever going to see pictures of ourselves at this wedding. Right. Maybe on the internet or something. Yeah, yeah. Took another picture. Then I was like, you know what? I really like this one. If you're keeping the other one, I want to keep this one. <laughs> so then we had to go take a third picture. And we were like, oh, yeah, this picture sucks. All right, let's give it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the one we'll give to them. <laughs> um, as you know, JD, it is the summer of dunks. Yeah, We had skeets on. Mm-hmm. Then we had Trey. We did. We're going to have Tass, but he's on vacation. Yes. So this week, we do have someone from the No Dunks universe that we've never interviewed before. As you already alluded, I'm pretending you didn't already say this. <laughs> okay. Some people might be jumping in right now. Yeah, that's true. Classic. <laughs> uh, his name is Camp Stewart, but you may know him as the voice of this. Swim up bar, looking good. <laughs> That's Cam Stewart, and he's on the show. And we got to the bottom of Swim Up Bar looking good. We did. Yeah, we found its origin story. So you will definitely want to listen to that. Uh, that's coming out on August 7th. As you said, listen to the Trey episode that already came out. And hey, here's another pitch for the show. My mom wrote in with a question, and we asked it. Yeah. Very exciting. Miriam. Shout out to Miriam. Uh, so you can turn it off now if you don't want to hear about Mission Impossible 7 Dead Reckoning Part 1. Okay. One of the worst movie titles of all time. Um, <laughs> so your spoiler, this is a spoiler alert. This spoilers, but again, like, I find it difficult to conceive of you that you could spoil this movie. But yeah, we're going to spoil this movie in 3, 2, 1. Ethan Hunt dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, he better. He better. Oh, you want him to die in, in Dead Reckoning 2? Yeah, absolutely. He's going... <sighs> he has to. Why he do you think to. so? Why do you think he's going to die? Well, they're laying it on a little thick with the... Don't worry. Whatever happens, your life is way more valuable than mine. Oh, the, the okay. fucking... What about the... Isn't the, the key... The, the MacGuffin, like... Isn't it literally a cross? Like, there's a lot of Jesus in this movie. Like... Okay, so you were, I remember you told me before I went to see it that you thought there were a lot of Fast and Furious comps. That, well, that's... Is the Jesus stuff cross part of it? Well, it's that, the, it's the, hey, you are, you, <laughs> they've sort of retconned the whole thing where, you know, we didn't know that, that Ethan Hunt was a criminal before he became uh, an agent for the IMF, right? And it turns out that all of them were... And that's oh, I thought we. Oh, hold on, I do need to jump in and just say one th quick thing. Mission Impossible Seven dead retconning. Okay, <laughs> that was it. killing me, JD. I needed to say it. I, I love it. Yeah. No, no. Um, yeah. Everybody. Every. I mean, when we meet Luther for the first time, he has been d disavowed for sure. But Benji, mm -hmm. we didn't. We didn't know he had a he had a past, and that there was a choice to be made. And once you joined this, oh, family, so this is the first uh, episode with this whole choice idea. Certainly uh, from Ethan's point of view, like I said, Luther, when we meet him in, in one, he has been disavowed, but then they bring him back. Disavowed by Arby's? <laughs> disavowed by, uh, <laughs> by the IMF, which, which they threaten to do every mission, to be fair. Every single yeah, well, There's always a mole. Um, right. Well, okay. So speaking of every mission, I listened to a podcast with uh, Christopher McQuarrie, McHugh. Yeah. He said in it that Tom Cruise has three unbreakable rules for every Mission Impossible. Do you know what they are? I have no Like idea. three things that have to happen in the movie. That have to happen in the movie. Yeah. He, he has to run. <laughs> I've told this people, literally every fucking person says that. No, that's not one of the three rules. He has to get a mission that self-destructs. Okay. Yeah. The smoke. It looks cool. There, yeah. There has to be a, a title sequence with the fuse. Yeah. With the theme music. With scenes of the actual movie. In, I don't know, in remember if he specifically said that, though. Honestly, that bothered me because it I had a that. scene. It. Yeah. it had a scene from the movie that I had yet to see. 
like, because we knew from the the marketing of the movie that, you remember they showed us, like, Tom Cruise riding the bike off the cliff? Yeah, we saw it they showed that a thousand times. In the, in the intro, yeah. before it had happened. Yeah. It was, it was like, I was like, isn't it enough that I already know this is going to happen because you already showed me? And you've ruined the movie magic by showing me how it's done? Now... You're showing me something from the movie that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. In the anyway, but that, they do that. that they me. do that every movie, though. Oh, they every, do. I guess yeah. I've never noticed There's, it before. It's their because I've never known what's coming. Right. Yeah. I just figure, oh, it's uh, something I forgot from I mean, a past film. Not only had I seen probably a hundred times the stunt, the big stunt, the one that yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise does, and that is he rides a bike off of a mount- mountain. But I've also seen somehow seen the making of that stunt before I've even seen the movie, like the, the ramp that they build. Yeah, of course that built, was their like, whole marketing plan for the movie. It was a whole thing. It was like, here's Tom Cruise. Like, okay, we know it's Tom Cruise. And I, I actually didn't even care that much, but you knew it was coming. What really bothered me about it was that it was a joke and they stepped on the joke. That's what really, really bothered me once I saw the movie. Oh, do you the know joke what I mean? was yes, like yes, because you mean he, by stepping on it by showing that he was going to do that before. Yeah, as soon as we knew that he was going after, the, as soon as we saw yeah, him on the fucking, you're hundred percent right. Yeah, it like how about how about do we, we go? I mean, I don't want to fucking be Nicole Kidman here, but we go to the cinema for surprise, don't we? We do, we do. Not not to not to hear a joke that we already know the punchline to. Exactly, exactly right. And we didn't know it was a joke. I mean. The stunt is whatever. And the stunt was still amazing to see on the big screen. And it was really fun. I'm not, but it's definitely a quibble that I had. It was like, ah, you stepped on the joke because it would, if you didn't know that was coming and you knew that he was trying to find that train, like fucking hilarious. Like that's actually hilarious. Where's the train, Benji? Where's the train? It's right next to you. It's like at the bottom of a fucking valley and he has to jump off of a mountain to get to the train. That is mm-hmm. an actually a hilarious joke. I hadn't even, I, something was bothering me about it and I had not put my finger on it, but you are 100% right. Now, I'm going to also give you a minority opinion here. I think it's like cool as hell that Tom Cruise is doing all these stunts. I mean, he's obviously a crazy person, but it's amazing. <laughs> no one else is doing these things. Yeah. But in the scene when he's just driving the motorcycle before it gets to the the canyon jump, yep. guess what? It just looks like a guy riding, riding a motorcycle yeah, right. through a field, and he's doing these little jumps that are no bigger than like what you see a dirt biker, like the average dirt biker do. Yeah. And they, they've taken such great pains to be like, he's actually doing this, that I'm like, <laughs> but it's not that cool. Yeah. It looks like a guy who is like pretty good at riding a motorcycle, riding a motorcycle. Yeah. But you know what would be cooler? Fucking a guy that's like the best stunt guy at riding a motorcycle ever doing these huge leaps or that in combination with like good CGI or practical effects or something. Yeah. Totally. Like I don't want it to look like Tom Cruise in a field. <laughs> right. And I also think that like, frankly, if it's not for above and beyond marketing purposes, cause I think it is great marketing to say Tom Cruise is actually doing these things. Look, we're going to show you that he's actually doing it so that when you're watching the movie, you're actually going like, wow, he's that's really Tom Cruise. But there's nothing about that scene that needed Tom Cruise to actually, in one take, drive off a cliff and then, uh, you know, open his parachute right. down on the other side. Yeah. Because they they scrub out the ramp, obviously, totally. so it makes it look like he's just driving on dirt and grass, when really, we all know that he was driving on a wooden ramp. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's not real. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they cut to, and then he's, you know, he's in the air. So, like... It would just have been so easy to cut around that or to like roto his face on one scene or one scene you film him driving the motorcycle and then just before he gets to the edge he stops right. and then another scene him skydiving lord knows he's skydived a billion times yeah and then you put that it's it's not like there aren't <laughs> cuts in it i i don't I just don't understand why it's so it didn't make a difference to me in terms of the movie and in fact it detracted from it because Parts of it didn't look that cool, mm-hmm. and like you said, it stepped on the joke. I didn't realize yeah. I had this strong opinions about it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, to be fair to Tom, it is kind of cool that he does yeah, these things. Yeah, it's fucking but... cool as hell. But but that's what I'm saying. Does cool equate to the best movie experience? Right, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No. Not really. Not really, in the end. Uh, oh, the th- so his third rule is there has to be at least one mask gag. 
Oh, really? He re- they're yeah. really married to the masks, eh? He's really, and McHugh is like rolling his eyes. McHugh does not like the masks. He's, he's like, it doesn't really make any sense when you think about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, no shit. Uh, okay, so it is funny that you said something about him running. Yeah. Because, I, so I'd listened to this on a podcast. I think the podcast was called Script Apart. But I couldn't, I wanted to make sure I had the three right. So I was like, surely someone's aggregated this from the podcast. So I looked up like Mission Impossible, Tom Tom Cruise rules. And the only thing that came up over and over was this thing called the Tom Cruise no running rule. Okay. Uh, So this is, he apparently will not allow anyone in a movie to run with him. He's the only one that's allowed to, like people can run, but they can't be running with him. Yeah, because everybody is taller than him and probably faster than him. Okay, so uh, I'm going to read you something from, like... So at first I started with, like, you know, one of these dumb, like, internet fan sites that's called, like, People Watch or, I don't know, whatever. So Annabelle Wallace, who I guess was in The Mummy, which I f- did not remember Tom Cruise was in The Mummy. Well, uh, or the remake. one of The Mummies. They're the remake, the remake the yeah. All right, so Annabelle expressed her desire to run on screen with Cruise. She was met with a firm no. Huh. They didn't even realize they made a pun. Firm. (laughs) Uh, Mission Impossible stars no running rule does not permit his co-stars to sprint alongside him in scenes. Wallace, however, was not one to back down easily. She took it upon herself to prove her running prowess to him, timing her treadmill (laughs) sessions to coincide with his presence, Wallace revealed. This determination led to the addition of running scenes in the movie, a feat Wallace equates to being, quote, better than an Oscar. I was like, this cannot be true. So I go and I'm like, I need to find an actual news source. So I found an article about it in The Guardian. Okay. So it says, you know, in part, in Vanilla Sky, he ran alone. In Minority Report, he ran alone. In Mission Impossible film, he runs alone. In War of the Worlds, people tried to run with him, but aliens vaporized them for their insubordination. In Collateral, he chases after people a lot alone and always catches them. So I'm like, oh, wow, this is true. And then I get to the last paragraph, and it's like, nah, it's not true. In Jack Reacher 2, someone runs with him. Oh, okay. Like, oh. <laughs> okay. And I guess in The Mummy. So, yeah, there you go. It's not true. Oh, thank it's, God, because I, I was like, I'm going to have to go back and watch every fucking Tom Cruise movie just to see if this is true. Uh, back to the actual movie itself. Would you agree way too much entity talk? Yeah. Like, to get back to the start of the podcast with the AI, so the, the villain in this is AI. Mm-hmm. Un-AI. The, what do they call it? The the entity. That's what they call it? Am I wrong? No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, anyways. All right, so it's, it's an AI that's gone rogue. It's become sentient. Mm-hmm. Fucking Skynet, whatever. Yeah. But there's, I swear to God, like three different long speeches where they explain what it is. Yeah. and what And I'm like... This doesn't really make sense, so I would much prefer you to say the AI has turned on us, it's sentient, and it's like, it's it's a supercomputer, it knows what we're going to do, mm-hmm. and it's trying to kill us because it wants power, or whatever it is. That's enough. Hand wave it away. Is it enough, though? Because It's enough for me because half this movie is them talking about the entity and AI yeah. and like Gabriel and what he is, and I'm like, I don't care. Right. Right. I don't care. I hear it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. The the key thing about the entity is that all the governments want to control it. But yeah, but Tom- that's no that's a sentence, right? Obviously, every in every movie, if there's a nuclear arsenal that's loose, if there's some new super weapon, a yeah. god's eye, and right. fast and obviously, all governments want to control it. Yeah, because he who controls information controls power. That's right. That's right. Uh, I mean, you, you're you're hundred percent right because we. I mean, they already know that we know that we're watching a movie. They make such, like, the cheesy thing off the top where McHugh and uh, Cruz are sitting there. Like, it's just a shot of them, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. It, Tom Cruise so is, like, his voice is out. He's yeah. Like, Thanks for coming to this movie. <laughs> it nearly killed me. That's how I, That's why I think that he's going to die in, this, in the next one. He Honestly, he, that would be sick if he dies. Yeah. He, he has to. He, if he doesn't die, then what are we doing here? The guy's he's he's in his sixties. He's probably like enough. Enough is enough. And and well, it's a and it's also, a it's a strong enough franchise. And this was a strong enough outing. And I will say yes, for sure. 
I like I loved I loved it. I loved it. Um, but I didn't. I thought <laughs> it doesn't uh, sound like it. <laughs> I thought I thought Fallout was better, or the yes. whatever the last one. Like much. Fallout better. was better. The last one was Fallout, and it was better. Yeah. I think this is like in the um, the Rogue Nation, uh, or the, what was the one after Rogue Nation? <laughs> oh, Ghost Protocol. Whichever was the worst of worst of those two, that's where this new one ranks right. for me. Okay, that's fair. Um, oh, so you get back to the Fast and Furious comparisons. Was it that? Fast and Furious is all about family, and in this one, it's all about friends. <laughs> or, yeah, or like an adopted family. But also, there are like the main set piece, the best set piece in in uh, Mission Impossible was the Rome sequence. I thought like the just car chase, the car chase, and the small yeah, it car, awesome. and it's just fucking incredible. And then you compare that to the the big set piece in Rome with Fast and Furious, Fast X, or whatever. And it's just like I, I I walked out of the I was saying to Lincoln as I was walking I was like, just the delicious thought of Vin Diesel sitting in the theater watching Mission Impossible Seven and going fuck now that's that's how you do a scene in Rome you know what I mean <laughs> like just oh like, my god like it's embarrassing I could be it's I would be mortified how much so better this movie is. I know it's yeah. embarrassing how much better this movie is than, <laughs> than any Fast and Furious movie yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, our review of Mission Impossible 7 Dead Retconning, which, if you couldn't tell, we both loved. <laughs> like, loved, loved, loved it. But, you know, there's always quibbles. It's more fun to talk about the quibbles. It, it is. And honestly, the, some things did an- annoy me. It, I, I was going into this. Mission Impossible is my, like, probably my favorite franchise going at this point yeah. since they stopped making Bourne movies. Yeah. So I, I have my... Hopes were sky high. It has like a higher Rotten Tomatoes, I think, than Barbie or Oppenheimer. So I was like, this movie's crushing. People seem to love it. I'm going to love it more than anything. And I, I was kind of like, eh. It was good. <laughs> no, it was Better great. Better than most. It was great. It was great. You know what? I'm saying it was very good. I'm not saying great. Oh, come on. It was, it's fun. And it, Okay, it was great. <laughs> but I, I do think that the cruise is getting ready to pass it on. Pass it on to, what's her name? The new girl? Uh, Haley, is that her name? Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, he's not passing it on to Elsa. Tell you that. <sighs> that bummed me. Or out. Ilsa, sorry. Ilsa, Ilsa Faust, yeah. Rebecca Ferguson. I mean, they had they had to kill her because she's she's a female Ethan Hunt, like. Right. You know, ain't, town ain't big enough for the both of us. It's not big enough. All right, well, that's uh, Mission Impossible Seven. I'm going to see Barbie tonight, as I said, JD. If you see it. We could talk about it. <sighs> All right. Did Lincoln or Jackson have any interest in it out of curiosity? Zero. Zero. As Zero. far as I know. I think uh, Lincoln was probably interested in doing the Oppen Barbie thing or Barbie. What is it called? Barbenheimer. <laughs> we talked about it on the show. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Uh, just for the just for the shits and giggles of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'd feel weird going to see Barbie without seeing Oppenheimer. You know what I mean? Well, why don't you see Oppenheimer? Because I'm seeing that next Friday. So you got two weeks to prepare. Yeah, maybe I'll see them both. Okay, I'll good. see them both. Perfect. I'll see I'll see Barbie and then we'll talk. See about Barbie it. first. Yeah, yeah. Talk we'll we'll talk about it. Oh my God! There's something I totally forgot to mention. What? It's our it's the one year anniversary of the show. Today? Shit! Now I'm gonna say now people have turned it off. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that's yeah, all right. it's the one year anniversary of the show. What today? August it's like, 3rd? if it's not today, it's tomorrow or oh, something. Okay. Yeah. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, since no one's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> some, some people are listening. Maybe we'll do a one-year retrospective some other time. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Listen to next week's episode coming out on Monday. That's with the great Camp Stewart. I mean, this one is a wild ride. I will say, doing it, I was like, this is great. I loved it. Uh, and then when I listened back, I was like, okay, this is funnier than I thought it was. Yeah, no, I really great. enjoyed listening back. To that's it. great. It's great. I did uh, not. I don't think I say two words in this. You do say two words. You say <laughs> at least twelve words in it. You asked some very trenchant <laughs> questions of him. But did I? I mean, I didn't say that many words in it no, either. He's a. You he's kind of wind him up and let him go. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. Uh, all right, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Subscribe everywhere. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Happy anniversary to us. This was JD and Matt reaching out from the great beyond. We'll see you next week. Bye.